Up World! It's your past first point guard and trail Blazers reporter Mike Richmond, and you are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. We're back to five days a week, your only daily Trail Blazers podcast. So why don't you start your day listening to Locked On Blazers? Make it your first listen every single day. It's Locked On Blazers, y'all, your team every day. Today's show, a fun one. I braved the trip to, to Moda Center. I made the trek from my home to the Blazers Arena where they held their media day, their introductory media session, inviting the local press to come meet with Joe Cronin and Chauncey Billups and a smattering of players. And they spend the morning answering questions and getting you prepped for the for the season. Getting, I guess, me prepped for the season and then I'm the conduit that brings it to you? Who knows who's getting prepped there? But I, I think we, while this wasn't newsy, like, I want to be upfront about that, totally. This wasn't a newsy media day. In fact, this wasn't like a juicy media day where it comes out and you're like, this is like this is like six days worth of podcast, baby. I, we've had those in the past where there's been just stuff here and there to pull out. I'm not going to oversell it to you. This was a pretty cut and dry, hey, we're, we want to be better. We hope we're better. Let's, <laughs> training camp starts. We'll see what happens. But... It was different than in years past for a couple different reasons. One, at this in this setting in the past for the Blazers, both Damian Lillard and the previous GM Neil Olshay were would would sound the trumpets louder. Uh, Neil for sure would just you know he would he would go over the top with confidence. It's the, how he liked to project outwardly. Is this is the deepest roster and most talented roster we've ever assembled? We can make a deep playoff run. We can make the Western Conference Finals. We think we can be a championship team and all that. And Damian Lord would do the same thing. Like this isn't just unique to Neil. This is like Dame has um, has a determined confidence about him too. To be to be totally sure, uh, and. Dame would, you know, say, hey, we're going to be this good. Hey, I think we can compete for a championship. No reason that we shouldn't be all of those things, right? Like th- those, those would be very common reframes from this, this day in the past. That wasn't this. It wasn't that the Blazers lacked confidence. I, I think that would be, that would probably be a misnomer of, of kind of what's, what it's been like or what it was like rather. There was a reserved confidence, though. When you asked, you know, when 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 asked about the sort of the team, Joe Cronin said, like, you know, I think I I think we're going to be good. But when Damian Lord was asked about the team, it was he it wasn't like he was not complimenting. He was excited about Amphrey Simons, excited about Shaden Sharp, excited, really excited about Jeremy Grant, um, all of those things. Uh, but there wasn't the trumpeting. There wasn't the celebrations. This was a reserved, like, hey. We think we're going to be good, but we got to do it. And it, that's for an obvious reasons. They weren't very, they were bad last year. They were bad last year first on accident and then on purpose, but they weren't competitive pretty much at any point during the season. Uh, you know, I think they were 10 and 8, uh, 18 games in. So pretty much from that point forward, they lost their next three, slipped below 500 and never got back. Like they were just not good. Um and they were not good pretty pretty early on in the game. They were not very good. Uh, so it make it follows that they wouldn't be back here and saying, like, last year was a fluke and we're ready to go, baby. But it's like, this was a departure from the type of 
brash confidence that has typically followed from these days. That doesn't mean Damon Lord didn't still offer his brand of confidence, right? He said that he thinks this team and the moves that they've made get them closer to a championship than they've been in the past. He didn't say they're going to win a championship or anything close to that. But he said that the moves they made, he likes the moves they've made, and and, and he feels that they got closer. In fact, I asked Damon Lode, like, who stood out to you at, at um, in, in the gym so far? Because uh, the Blazers have, according to Chauncey Billups, basically everybody, most folks came back in August, and everybody's been there all of September. So we're talking six, seven weeks of the team playing together, three-on-three three and five-on-five. Five. Um, so they've seen each other. They've played with each other. They're getting to know each other in kind of the informal type of practice stuff. Um, and I asked Dame, like, who stood out? And he says, oh, I don't want to single anybody out. And then he kept going and talking, and he kind of singled out Jeremy Grant. I was like, well, he's just really good. So it wasn't like there was lack of confidence. It wasn't like there was lack of excitement. It was just more reserved. And it was reserved in like a sort of a, a way that you would believe. And I, I want to play you a clip here of Joe Cronin's um, response to a question from uh, Sean Hyken of, of the Rose Garden Report, who asked kind of like, how close is this team to being where Cronin wants it to be? And I think Cronin's answer is telling in how measured it is. It, and, and it touches on a theme that we'll talk about later in the show. So here's Cronin's response. I like our talent. I like our mentality. I like the potential that our young guys have. We have a handful of young guys that I'm really high on and think can help us sooner rather than later. But with that, we have a group that essentially hasn't played with Damian. I mean, besides Nurkic and Anthony and Nasir a little bit, but they're completely different players now, these guys haven't played with Damian. So for us, it's going to be a lot of just getting to know this group and seeing what they're capable of. And early on, we're going to focus more on their connectivity and how together they are more so than, you know, whether we're winning games on a nightly basis. We're going to give these guys time to acclimate to Chauncey's system and to acclimate to each other. So, you know, we know that in order to compete at the highest level in this league, you have to be ridiculously talented and super connected and at this point i don't think we're either but i think we have the potential to be so you know it'll probably involve making additions soon and definitely in the future but i don't feel a huge sense of urgency to not give these guys a chance like i want to see these guys play it out i think what you see there what you hear there rather is cronin kind of touching on everything that this media day was about He's confident about this young group. He thinks they've got a combination of youth that he's excited about and vets that have been added and, and will get a first chance to play with Dame and take a step forward. But he also recognizes what the Blazers aren't. They aren't ridiculously talented and ridiculously connected. They can get there. And he wants to see them get there, get there before he makes moves. The moves are coming. Like, the, the subtext of that response is like, yeah. We, we need to get better and we know we need to get better and nothing has changed in that world. But I think in general, the, the, the Cronin's response there sums it up. This team is confident about the direction they're going, but they're not crowing in the way they would have crowed in the past. They are being, there is a reserved or a measured approach to that confidence. Not a lack of confidence by any means, but just it's not as brash and as bold as it has been in the past. The other thing that Cronin mentioned there, and he mentioned it twice, connected. That's the theme of the day. Joe Cronin and Chauncey Billups mentioned that word, 
as much as they possibly could in their 30 minutes or 15 each that they spoke to the media. I want to talk about that theme because I think that's that kind of sums up where this team wants to go and, and it sums up what this preseason is really about for the Blazers. That's what we'll do in the second segment. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whatever that might be. But particularly this season, this we got college football and we got the NFL all weekend long. You're going to get more more lines, more props, more odds on all things football right there on betonline.net. If you don't want to bet on football, you can bet on football, soccer here and abroad. You can bet on NBA futures bets, NHL futures bets, golf, tennis, combat sports, whatever it is. Go take advantage today. That's Bet Online where the game starts. All right. The theme of the day for Blazers Media Day was connectedness, connectivity. It was, in some ways, Media Day is a chance for the Blazers to brand themselves. Uh, in the past, unintentionally, with kind of like Neil Shea putting his foot in his mouth sometimes, or or some other, just other little like meme type things. But this was more like, this felt like much more intentional in the way they branded it. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of like, come at teams for being corny on this podcast and that's not what I'm doing here uh sure it was a little corny but it was like not um anything out of the ordinary it was it was a word chosen for a specific reason and I think it speaks to what the Blazers are doing when they left media day at the Moda Center team guys go through like if you're not familiar with media day um there's like a press conference element of it right where where players were Cronin and then Chauncey and then or Chauncey Billups and then uh the players kind of cycle through and you get to talk to everybody for 10, 15 minutes and say, Hey, what'd you work on this summer? Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Ask them the questions that whatever it is might be, they speak to the media, but behind that, there's a bunch of internal media stuff going on. The Blazers are, are doing their sort of promos that are going to run on social media. They're going to run and the videos inside the arena. So like, there's a lot and it's, it's like a full sort of media circuit that the, uh, station to station that players have to go through. Um, so it's a long day of work, and then after that long day of work, they hopped on a plane and went to Santa Barbara. Training camp for this year, for the first time in a long time, uh, for the Blazers, as, as far as I know, um, you know, I have some friends who covered the team for a long time. Shout out to Mr. Quick. Uh, but, like, it's been, you know, more than a decade since the Blazers have, um, have done this sort of departure type of thing. They're heading to Santa Barbara. And they're going to practice, they're going to run their, you know, two-a-days, a week of practices in Santa Barbara. They'll come back on Saturday. They play again on, they, their preseason schedule begins on Monday night. Like, um, they'll be back here and they'll be ready to go and they'll, they'll play a, their light preseason slate. But the reason they're going to Santa Barbara is, one, it's a nice place. <laughs> I think Chauncey Phillips wants to play some golf, drink some wine, and have really nice weather. But the other reason he said he was going to do it is because it removes some of the distractions. Not that like going home to your wife and kids is like this detrimental distraction, but that when you need to get together, when you need to bond, you need to like be connected. 
having your second practice of the day, you have a morning practice and an afternoon practice, and then like everybody goes home to their, their people's back at their, their house where they live in Portland, you kind of miss an evening to bond. There's no, it's hard to, you know, make ma multiple mandatory team dinners or team events or all of those things. In Santa Barbara, in that controlled environment, they're going to spend a whole bunch of time together. And part of that goal is to achieve the thing that Cronin and Billups harped on so much, is that connectivity. That is, to me, Portland's goal, both like in sort of like the soft bonding of, of team camaraderie that they want to accomplish by having this Santa Barbara trip to, to, to get connected. But it's also the style that Chauncey Billups wants to play. It is... Uh, Cronin multiple times mentioned about some of, you know, the acquisitions that he made this summer, adding Gary Payton and Jeremy Grant and, and you know, the retention of, of Drew Eubanks, holding on to, you know, Justice Winslow and Josh Hart and those things, like not making some moves, some moves they didn't make. It's because it's like Chauncey's type of guys, guys who will play unselfish, guys who will play hard and all of those things. And the vision for Billups is this vision of ball movement and player movements taking a step forward. Uh, he Billups talked about like how he's already spoken with Grant or Jeremy Grant and Anthony Simons and Damian Lord about when Nurk has the ball, we got to cut more off the ball. Like we have to move more off the ball. He talked more about sharing the basketball and as opposed to it being my turn, your turn with Damon, Damon Ant, like finding a balance between um, not just you go, I go and, and, and like truly sharing the ball. I think they're still going to run a bunch of pick and rolls, but Billups specifically mentioned when they he thought the Blazers were playing their best, they were a little bit lower on isolations and more on more ball movement, more player movement, move, playing faster, all of those things. That's the connectivity on the court they want to achieve. And that's when Cronin mentioned in the audio I played you in the first segment about the super connected of the best teams. Is that, That's what they're envisioning. It starts off the court in this bonding stuff in, in, in Santa Barbara, an idea that was Chauncey Billups's that he brought to the team and said, hey, let's do this. But it's the idea of it and why it was like the theme of the day, the sort of like the almost mimetic um, word of the day was that it is both that off the court goal. And their like preferred style on the court. They want to be together, connected on defense, so they can play aggressive and swarm and cover for each other. That's Chauncey Billups's preferred style on defense. That they can share the rock and overwhelm people with, you know, a group that is going to tend to play a little bit small without Yusuf Nurkic on the court. They want to be connected because they think that is the thing that will, if they if they can't be uber talented, which they aren't, like they're good, but they're not uber talented. You know, like they're not they're they don't have two top twenty players in the league. This is not a super team. This is a team with Damian Lillard and some interesting parts. Um, you know, if Anthony Simons takes a big step, we'll change the tune. But like for now, it's Damian Lillard and some interesting parts. That to overcome a little bit of lack of talent and get where they want to go as like a competitive playoff team it's that connectivity it's trusting each other on court playing together on both ends of the court and that will be able to overcome and trump some of what they lack in the talent department the best teams in the league joe cronin says are ridiculously talented and super connected the blazers aren't either one yet it's hard to get super talented it's not that hard or it's less hard i should say less challenging to get super connected i asked chauncey billups i said Last year, you were kind of bummed with the like general size of this team. Aren't you 
still kind of aware of how this team is small. And Billups said, you can't have everything. I like I like the players we have, and certainly we're going to be small sometimes, but you, the hard part of team building is you can't have everything. They made some choices. They made some moves. They probably couldn't get as big as they wanted to get because they couldn't upgrade the size on the wings. OGN and Obi wasn't available <laughs> or wasn't available for the asking price. So if you don't have the roster still that makes sense, the way you overcome that is playing together. And that's why connectedness, connectivity was absolutely the theme of the day for a variety of reasons. It is the thing that will help them get to be the best version of themselves. All right, to close the show in the third segment, I got some odds and ends. Some just sort of news you need to know about what happened at Media Day. Light news day, like I said, but I still got some news. I'm bringing it to y'all. So why don't you join me in the third segment, won't you? I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. All right, media day, news you need to know. No more themes, no more buzzword of the day, no more word calendar. News you need to know. Chauncey Billups confirmed what we all already knew. Or if you listen to this podcast, you already knew because I've been saying it for months. Um, That's why you listen to Locked on Blazers. Make your friends listen every day. Four starting spots set in stone. Damian Lord, Amphrey Simon is going to start a guard. Jeremy Grant's your starting power forward. Yusuf Nurkic is your starting center. There is one, count them, one, numerical one, starting spot open and up for grabs. It is your small forward spot. And Chauncey Billups, when asked, mentioned three names. Nazir Little, Josh Hart, and Justice Winslow. I believe, and I've said it on this podcast a whole bunch of times, that that it's Nas is going to be the choice because... Uh, Josh Hart just fits a little better. You can get the most out of Josh Hart if you play him minutes with either Dame or Amphrey Simons as opposed to minutes with both of them because he can be a ball handler. He can be a playmaker. He can play, you know, two, three and some small four depending on the matchups. You can get, you can maximize what Josh Hart does probably in a bench role easier on this particular team than you can on a, in a starting role, like specific to the Blazers roster and like specific to Dame and Amphrey Simons. So I think it's going to be Nas. I think Josh Hart has a, certainly has a chance. And Billups said it'll basically be an open competition in camp to see who wins it. But the funniest outcome by far is that Justice Winslow wins it. It's the funniest outcome by far is that they say like, you know, he's just, he, he, he Winslow's doesn't have, he doesn't have a much shooting uh, touch. He's like, he's kind of a weird fit with everybody on offense. If you're going to have a weird fit with everybody on offense, why don't we put him out there with our two best offensive players, Dame and Ant, and see what happens. I don't think it's going to be justice, but it's absolutely the funniest outcome. Billups also mentioned in passing that it could be like a committee where some nights it's Nas, some nights it's Josh Hart, some nights it's Justice Winslow. Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on, Chance. Uh, NBA players hate that. Guys want defined roles. Uh, you can maybe get away with it if you're a really good team and you're, you're you know, the like late Duncan era Spurs or if you're just loaded like the current uh, Clippers who had just like 12 NBA players and at some point you might have to do that to get your 12 NBA players in the court. Um, like it's... Phillip's not going to do that. He's going to pick one and I think he's going to pick Nazir Little but like, you know, we heard it from him. The four starting spots are set in stone. Debating like... It was always... 
silly to debate like whether Anthony Simons was going to start. I think it made sense to debate whether it was a good idea. That's another question, but he was always going to start. They were always like committed to him and having that role. So it was always a small forward spot up for grabs. We kind of know what that looks like. We've, we've known for a while, but Billups confirmed as much. Speaking of that small forward spot, the name you did not hear in that conversation was Gary Payton. One, he's just small. Like you don't want to start that small. He can guard up. Like I think he can guard threes fine. Um, like, he can guard a bunch of different spots. He's a good he's a very good defensive player and he can play he can guard outside of his height because of the way he plays and his arms and his long arms and his and strength and all of those things. Um strength and and uh strength and standing reach is probably more valuable than just what, how tall your head is, but there is a limitation when you're as big as Gary Payton. He's probably more of a backup guard in his role, although what he does you know what he does when he's on the court we'll, we will define it when he get there however Gary Payton had core surgery in July and he is not going to really be in uh sounds like he's not going to get on the court too much in in training camp like in terms of five on five stuff he's hoping to be cleared in time for the regular season typically when a guy uses the language he did hoping to be ready it means he'll miss the first couple games. <laughs> like that's just like my pessimism. But somewhere around the start, somewhere around game one, end of October, you know, you will see Gary Payton. But he is—he's um, the only guy who's going to be truly limited at training camp. Uh, Cronin said everyone else was dealing with minor stuff and pretty much good to go. Um, the other sort of little bit of news is that like everyone was excited about Shaden Sharp. Everybody was excited about Shaden Sharp. Obviously they were asked. It wasn't like, this wasn't a situation in the, sometimes this summer, the Blazers representatives have brought up Sharp unprompted. This time it's like, Hey, we haven't seen Shaden Sharp. Can you tell us about him? And, uh, Greg, Greg, Damian Lillard. I don't know why I had Greg Brown on the brain. Damian Lillard shared a story of, uh, he was like, yeah, he's just so impressive. And he shared a story when uh, Shaden Sharp and Nazir Little were playing one-on-one and Nas beat him, you know, kind of got him back on his heels and beat him to the rim and went up to dunk. And Shaden Sharp backtracked, took one step and met Nazir Little at the top of the square, as Damian Lillard described it, like at the top of the backboard square. So like, 12 feet in the air 11 and a half feet in the air and blocked his shot like got a full piece of the ball ball banked in off the rim and went in count it and you know and is your littles count it. and he's not going to say he got blocked he's going to say his shot was deflected but he still scored but like those are the moments that like are exciting folks watching Shaden Sharp is that he just has this athleticism that is effortless and special uh Cronin kind of dialed it back on the Sharp hype in a way that the previous GM absolutely would not have um but like uh, he just said Sharp needs reps, like he needs reps. I think Sharp plays at some point early in the season, but uh, just judging by what come out, came out of media day, I think I have, I've crossed him off of likely to play on night one as opposed to, and I'm now, he's now in the category of likely to play on week one. Obviously that can change in training camp, but that's where I am after media day. Two other bits of news, uh, Jeremy Grant, and I asked specifically Cronin about contract extension for Jeremy Grant and Nazir Little. Um, Jeremy Grant is eligible right now today for a two-year extension but if you wait six years after the six years six months after the trade um you can extend him for more than two years and it sounds like cronin um won't really talk with grants people grants representatives until they're um until they get deeper into the year when they can talk longer extensions two years is um, you know, he said there was mutual interest in both sides in, in reaching a contract extension, but that they hadn't really talked because of the limited number of 
you know, the limited number of years you can offer him. They, if they're going to resign Grant, and if Grant's going to, you know, not just hit the open market, I'm sure he's going to want financial security for some time, some years. Also, like, it just, the Blazers want to see if Grant fits. There's no reason, unless it was like part of the wink-wink deal for trading for Jeremy Grant, which it seemed like it was at one point. Um, and it certainly still might be. It'll just happen in February when he can sign a three-year extension, not a, not a two-year extension. But like, it's... The, there's some incentive for the Blazers to be like to let Jeremy Grant play 35, 40 games and like see if he's really the guy they think he can be. They're excited about him. Dame's super excited about him. Obviously, they have a good relationship from Team USA and and um, seemingly have has has maintained a friendship, a professional friendship beyond that. Uh, but like the Blazers extending Jeremy Grant will probably come if it comes later in the season it sounds like just uh talking to asking joe cronin listening to joe cronin's response today on the nazir little front he is extension eligible from uh is basically until the start of the season until game one of the regular season you can sign a a rookie entering his fourth year to a, a to a contract extension if you don't agree by that game one they just uh you know they'll still just be a restricted free agent you can sign them in the summer but um there is sounding like from what Cronin said was that he reached out to Nazir Little's people night one, you know, June 30th, as soon as they possibly could when the new league year started and said, hey, we'd love to, you know, we want you to be part of the plan in the future. And he said there was, uh, Nazir Little's camp said, yeah, we want to be part of it too. But judging the way that Cronin responded, I do not think Nazir Little signs a contract extension. Basically, he said a year out and Nas is like coming off all these injuries. He wants to play and bet on himself and earn himself some money. Like he doesn't want to sign a like a three-year, $28 million contract. He wants to sign a four-year, $60 million contract. And the way he does that is that he wins the starting spot in camp and just kicks butt all year long and is great um, and is like an NBA starting small forward and is like a really valuable two-way wing. Then he'll earn himself some money. So uh, Cronin said that kind of just like reading the tea leaves on his response. He didn't say this specifically, but I'm a tea leaf guy. Reading the tea leaves on his response, it sounded like he was... Uh, it sounded like Nas was much more likely to just not get an extension because the Blazers want to pay him this much. He wants to pay this much and you have to meet in the middle and you have to meet in the middle before you enter year four. And Nazir Little's year four is going to be the most important, most perhaps most lucrative year of his career. He certainly believes so. He, he spoke with a bunch of confidence uh, today. Um, he was, him and Josh Hart were just wonderful interviews. Excited to have those dudes as talkers this year. I think that is everything you need to know for Media Day. There might be some other things, and certainly as we hit into training camp, we'll touch on other stuff, but that's what we need to that's what you need to know now. Uh, tune in tomorrow's show. We're gonna do a player preview, continuing our player preview series on Jeremy Grant's uh, season preview player capsules with Jeremy Grant's. If you're new to the show, hi, welcome. Thanks for making it this deep into the podcast. Uh, I'm I'm very thankful that you are taking time out of your day to listen to the show. But I have been doing, and I will continue to do so a preview episode for every single player on the roster. We've already done eight. They're waiting in your feed. However you're listening to this one, they are waiting in your feed right before them. Eight players, uh, you know, full episodes talking about roles and expectations and best and worst case scenarios and all those things. I think they're a really good way to get prepped for the season. So if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen and then come back for tomorrow's show because we'll talk all things Jeremy Grant. That one's going to be a bunch of fun. Later in the week, Orlando Sanchez from uh, KGW here in Portland is going to join the program. Uh, The first time guest on the pod. I'm excited to have Orlando on here. So make sure you come back for that one. Five days a week, available wherever you get podcasts. Also on YouTube. Make it your first listen every day. Tell your 
friends to do the same. And how about this? Make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Uh, Josh Lloyd over Locked On Fantasy Basketball does it better than anyone else. If you're a fantasy basketball player and you're not listening to Josh Lloyd, you are doing it wrong. Win your league. Go listen to Josh on Locked On Fantasy Basketball wherever you get podcasts. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. 